Welcome to Chasing the American Dream. I'm your host, Craig Tribal, and on this podcast, farmers, ranchers, contractors, business people, entrepreneurs of all stripe, we come together and discuss our journey chasing the American Dream. With me today is my co-host, Mr. Phil Thurston. Say hi, Phil. Hi, Craig. How are you? I'm quite well. We've been hanging out at the Oklahoma Farm Bureau Convention the last couple days, and it's been an awesome time. But I'm going to do a little bit of a monologue here, Phil. Sorry. I'll give you a chance to talk here in a minute uh, or two. But I was sitting there looking through my email and had an email float by from, I don't know, one of my vendors, one of the people I work with. And it was one of those generic, you know, helpful information for small business owners, kind of an email. And, you know, I just kind of quickly scanned it. And there was one headline in there that caught my eye. And it was basically dealing with difficult people. And, you know, the the smart alecky voice inside my head that I try not to let out much kind of went off and was kind of like, really? My life would be a lot easier if these difficult people would learn how to not be difficult. And, you know, to be honest, that thought just kind of stuck in my head the rest of the day, dealing with difficult people. I never did read the article. I don't know what what it was about. But I got to thinking about it, and my perspective of difficult people usually, it usually comes about difficult people arrive in your doorstep when you have a misalignment in expectations. Now, again, I'm talking about this from a business perspective, but I also think it's true in your personal life, whether you're dealing with your spouse, your kids, your dogs, your family, um, whatever. But dif- you know, difficult people show up when there's a misalignment in expectations. And so the question becomes, how do you manage these expectations? How do you how do you keep yourself out of this area of dealing with difficult people? And I don't know about you, Phil, but sometimes I think I need a PhD in that subject because I I seem to have mastered that, but I also know I am not the only one on this planet who's dealt with difficult people. So um, I want to make four mo- four main points. I think is the key to success in keeping away from difficult people. Uh, number one is, you know, asking good questions, really doing the homework and having the open conversations about what these people are, you know, what your customers are expecting, what you're delivering, what your expectations are. It's a two-way street, so you've got to have good open communications. So effective communications is really important in defining the expectations. What service, what product am I offering? How is it delivered? How does this happen? Uh, Versus what they're wanting, needing, or expecting. Um, That's... That is the number one thing to avoid dealing with difficult people, To in, in my experience. I'm very careful because I work with growers all over the place, and we've got a lot of products and a lot of moving parts and a lot of different ways of farming. And you have to be very careful to manage your expectations, to to understand what something does and, more importantly, what it does not do. 
Um, so number one is, you know, really get out there and communicate with them and, and, and be open and be honest and be transparent. Number two is clarity of communication. If someone asks you a question and it's a yes or a no answer, give them a yes or a no answer. Don't throw word salad at them. Don't sit there and give them a paragraph or three pages out of a book when yes or no will do just fine. For some reason, when people begin the process, uh, quote-unquote sales process, the consultative process, however you want to look at it, uh, they're scared to death they're going to get rejected, and they talk too much. They over-talk it. They overblow it. They maybe embellish, maybe you know, get a little carried away. You can't do that. Your products need to stand on their own. You shouldn't have to exaggerate or embellish. If someone asks you a yes or no question, give them a yes or no answer. Don't be afraid of that silence, that that pause in that conversation while they're digesting what you're saying or they're preparing to ask you another question. Don't be afraid of that. Embrace that. Welcome that. Use that. Um, most people talk way too much, and we're all guilty of it at some point or another. So, you know, ask good questions, do your homework, do your detective work, start to define those expectations, strive for clarity in your communications. Third point I will make is about the time you think you've communicated enough with somebody, you've really only communicated half as much as you need to. Now that sounds backwards to what I just said. But, you know, if it's a yes or no answer, you may have to repeat yes or no two or three times for that to settle in. So, you know, like I said, a wise man told me about the time you think you've communicated enough, you've only done half as much as you need to. You have to remember communications is a two-way street. There's, you know, transmission and there's reception, kind of the old radio model. Got a transmitter and a receiver. You may be transmitting quite well, but their reception may be garbled. People got a lot going on. They got internal dialogues. They got, you know, things are happening that you are not aware of that may affect the reception of the message you're delivering. So, you know, you need to probably repeat that message multiple times, possibly multiple formats. You do have to be careful if you're speaking and you're moving into the written word you got to make sure everything matches up and lines up. <coughs> and you also got to remember there's a ton of attorneys out there in the world who make a living arguing about the placement of a comma. So, you know, keep it simple. But, you know, repeat that message several times in several different ways so people will understand what you're what you're saying and be aware that if somebody's repeating the message back to you, they may be worried you're not quite getting what they're saying. So, you know, that's, that's the third thing is, is, you know, we, we tend to not, we tend to communicate poorly. We tend to communicate too much in the wrong ways. So we need to hone that back in. 
Um, the fourth point I will make, and it's especially true for like us who are independent distributors for the Conklin Company, we see a lot of people in a lot of different settings. You know, meetings, events, awards programs, you know, uh, presentations. We, we see uh, people a lot, of, a lot of times in a lot of places. Do not ever confuse familiarity with actually knowing somebody. I am absolutely convinced you don't know somebody until money's involved. When there's money on the table, you'll start figuring out what really makes people tick. Um, so don't ever take that for granted. Always be be present. Realize, you know, this, this horse may all of a sudden unload on you. You know, come uncorked. And you know, suddenly you're dealing with difficult people because you got comfortable and it was the wrong place in the wrong time to get comfortable. So when you're in business for yourself and you're truly an independent business owner, you got to understand you're on all the time. There's never a day off. There's never a down moment. Um, you know, it, it's, you, you've got to be quote unquote on messaging consistently the entire time. So now having said that, Phil, what are your thoughts on dealing with difficult people and what I've had to say here? Well, uh, two, two other slightly different thoughts than, than what you've mentioned. Uh, one, of course, is, is that you, you've referred to, I think, difficult people in the context of people that we see repeatedly, either, uh, either because we have to, uh, in other words, job situation or a place that we frequently go to for, for something, uh, or, or a situation where, uh, in other words, in the simple context of uh, maybe a sales call or, or, or sales follow-up type situation, uh, it's someone we, we choose to see again uh, but there's a point and a purpose for, for doing so. So in other words, things other than casual acquaintances. So <clears throat> I think it does make a difference. Uh, keep in mind, uh, you know, is, is, this a, uh, is this an ongoing uh, situation as far as someone you're going to see and see again, see re even regularly perhaps? Uh, or is this someone, uh, as far as you know, uh, you may have uh, may have just crossed paths with and may may very well not see again, and and obviously uh, if that's the case, then uh, even if uh, someone does seem to be a bit difficult to deal with in that situation, it's a lot easier to uh, to take that kind of situation because well we we don't expect to have to deal with them again, don't expect to have to deal with them on a regular basis. Um, then the other thought I had, which is to, to really just kind of turn, turn everything around, uh, you know, the opposite end of the telescope, if you will, uh, from what you've been addressing, which is, you know, how do you respond to someone who's difficult to deal with in some manner, to I try to not be someone who's difficult to deal with uh, in some manner. Uh, in other words, one of, the, one of the things I try and do, and, and it's for my own benefit, as well as the person who I'm uh, dealing with, I, I try and go into uh, uh, a conversation, if I, if I know one's coming, uh, knowing what it is I need or I need to ask, uh, and, and particularly uh, you know, in a farming situation, maybe you need uh, several different items. Uh, and it makes the most sense if you ask for those items in a certain order. 
so I try and go through in my own mind before asking uh, for help. Uh, you know what makes uh, what makes the most sense? What makes the most concise request uh, of what I need? Uh, in other words, if uh, if part A has to be a certain size, and then uh, part B that I'm going to ask for uh, depends on what size is A. Well, I should discuss part A first. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. do a whole lot of good to ask for a uh, three-quarter inch connection as part B if I just said, yeah, I've got to have the one-inch part for part A, because now it's like, well, how is this going to work uh, is the question that should come up. So anyway, so I try and have... Uh, you know, some kind of idea, what, what am I asking of people? Uh, what am I asking them to do? Or what am I asking them for help with? Uh, and, and try and make, uh, make my request as uh, uh, simple. Uh, sometimes that's not possible, but in other words, in the best possible order, uh, in order not to, not to drag out what could be a, a very short and, and uh, straightforward request. Uh, we can take care of our business and and each go on uh, not having had any difficulty versus, uh, you know, coming in and, uh, you know, too much explanation, not enough good description and, and asking for uh, something or asking for help in an order that doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. That's not necessarily being a difficult person in the sense of someone who, uh, uh, you know, who's a bit obnoxious or uh, for some reason is just really having a bad day, but uh, it still plays into the same thing as far as, uh, uh, how we how we interact with others and uh, and how how smoothly that can go uh, and and kind of the follow on to that is is something you mentioned Craig is that uh, uh, even if I've done that I, I somewhat expect uh, somewhat know that you know there's just simply times when you may have to repeat a request uh, a couple or three times uh, you know maybe maybe the other person is just simply having a not great day and is having a little bit of trouble uh, tracking with, uh, with what my request is, especially if it's multi-parts, multi uh, multi-request uh, type of thing. Uh, sometimes it's just hard for people to keep up with everything that, that, that I've asked for. So in other words, you know, maybe even in this conversation, we repeat ourselves uh, a couple of times. Uh, more likely is, uh, I think, what you were hitting on a while ago, which is, you know, as we interact with people, yeah, maybe two days ago when we had the first discussion, I said clearly we need, uh, you know, A, B, and C, or, or three, four, and five. Uh, but a couple of days later, uh, follow-up conversation, I may need to repeat that same information again, uh, which is, is, as Craig said, uh, you know, is just simply good communication as far as exactly what, what I was expecting, uh, exactly what I was requesting. So, a little bit, a little bit of the same thinking, uh, maybe coming at it from a little bit of the uh, both sides of the coin uh, type of idea. Yeah, that's something I would say too. Whenever, whenever you, you know, you never know what's going on with other people. Um, they could be having the worst possible day of their lives, and you know they're they're sitting there still trying to function. And you know, you, you've got to be understanding and patient with your fellow human beings. Um, you don't always know what's going on. And, you know, that's why that effective communication, you know, open, honest dialogue, don't, don't embellish, don't, <coughs> excuse me, don't oversell, shut up and listen sometimes is, is a good thing to do. Um, 
you know, it's 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 really all about trying to keep everybody's expectations in alignment and, and understanding what those are. The the other piece I will add to this is that your actions have to be in alignment with your words. You know, the words and deeds have got to match. And, you know, if if they're not, you're gonna have problems. And um and if if maybe you start down a path and suddenly realize, oh man, our schedule's all all jacked up and this is not going to work out as we had planned, well then you better be communicating that to the other person. You know, hey, you know this this is what's happening. Again, it doesn't it, it's it's better to be open and honest and, and communicating and than to sell up or to be secretive or to be bashful and afraid. You know, if if you're afraid someone's going to yell at you, and you go in that way, odds are they're going to yell at you. Um, you know, best best to get it over with early. So, um, you know, words and deeds got to line up. You got to be clear, concise, to the point. Uh, you know, don't use a dictionary or an encyclopedia when when a simple sentence will do. Um, make sure you're getting the message understood not just delivered but understood well you know and i've heard this in the past well i sent them an email well great did they open it did they read it did you know that um you know was it actually understood um that's that's the point i wanted to make that's what i wanted to bring up because as you go forth in business and in life you're going to have these issues crop up uh it's just fact of life so kind of start thinking about what you can do and to, to minimize these moments. And, and maybe if you're having a lot of them, start asking yourself, you know, what am, how am I setting myself up for this? Um, ultimately, you know, you're, you can only control you. So that's the part you need to work on. And with that, Phil, I think we'll hang it up, call it, a, call it an episode. If you uh, enjoy this, like this, please subscribe. Um, If you want to know more about us, check out betterfarmcrops.com. I promise there's a new website coming. We just have a kind of cheesy landing page right now. But uh, come check us out. Um, Thanks for listening.